This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome. I hope you are ready for this. I am here with the incredible Kate Robbins from Imaginax Entertainment. Kate, I am so excited to do this interview with you and to hear about what you do. Please tell everybody what you do. Okay, so um, Trudy said that she thinks I have the best job in the world, and I have to say, I do kind of agree. <laughs> so I own Imaginax Entertainment, which is a children's character entertainment company, um, and uh, yeah, we provide kind of the most authentic characters that you can get um, to make little dreams come true. <laughs> you need to dress up in Disney costume. <laughs> in simple terms, yes, that is exactly what it is, and oh my goodness, it's amazing. <laughs> Tiaras, stop it. Now, in the book, in the chapter, you talk about the fact that you don't consider yourself a businesswoman. Why do you say that? I think it's a self-esteem thing. Um, so I think it's a bit of a stereotype issue. So when I when I hear the word businesswoman, my brain kind of conjures up this image of this very sharp looking woman who kind of, you know, she's got all of her, she's got everything together. She knows what she's doing and she's very, you know, on it all the time. And she's always dressed super sharp and looking flawless. And I'm, and she's like the perfect leader. And I'm like, oh gosh, here's me doing most of my admin days in like my hoodie and my like blanket and leggings. <laughs> And um, and so I think it's a bit of a stereotype issue because when when I think about it rationally, that is exactly what I am. I am a businesswoman. But then when I think about it emotionally, with the emotional attachments I have to the word, I kind of go, oh no, I'm not I'm not good enough to to be that. So I think that's kind of what it is. But I guess the point I'm trying to get across in the chapter is that um, you kind of need to put the stereotypes that you may have about owning a business and being an entrepreneur to one side because it can be whatever you want it to be. You know, for some people, it does mean wearing a sharp suit and looking flawless all the time and being on it all the time. That, that, that is what it means for some people. But for some people, it means wearing a hoodie in the weekdays and then wearing ball gowns at weekends, which is <laughs> what I do. Or bat wings. <laughs> I, I think this is what's a brilliant conversation around all of this is that um, so many people think that they have to reach that stereotype. And I remember when I started my business, people said, you can't be you and have a business. And I thought, oh, can't I? Challenge accepted. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. I think I think it's really important to, um, I think there are so many stereotypes around, well, kind of anything and everything really, but I think particularly around being a businesswoman where, you know, being a woman in business today is it's such a great thing. We need, we, it, it's great, it's going well, but we need to see so many more businesswomen. And I think something that's holding a lot of women back is the stereotype of, oh no, I don't have my, I don't have everything together enough to be able to, I can't possibly. And do you know what? Yes, you can. <laughs> Absolutely. What I loved and what I really want to get other people to hear from you is that you really bravely talked about having borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. What led to your diagnosis and how how are you now and how do you have your business feeling the way that you must do on some days? Yeah, so, um, gosh, how do I condense this? Um, so, 
I, I've always I've had a bit of a bit of a rough childhood, let's say, um, and uh, kind of grew up in in not the most ideal environment due to situational circumstances. Um, and as much I've always been a super positive person, that's just who I am. And so as much as I try to run from it and pretend that everything was okay, kind of wasn't. And I kind of always knew that. I always knew that. I was different and I responded to, to stimulus in a different way to other people and I couldn't understand why I found things difficult that other people didn't and I just thought there was something innately wrong with who I was and that it was my fault. Um, and then I ran from it for as long as I possibly could but then um, in uh, March 2014 um, I had a complete mental breakdown and um, I called the GP and I said I think I might be a little bit depressed <laughs> and um, the GP went okay let's get you in for an appointment so I came in for an appointment with the GP and the GP was like okay we're going to refer you to the community mental health team and the community mental health team came out to see me the very next morning and they went okay we're going to refer you to the hospital um, and at the time I kind of didn't realize how serious that all meant it was but you know now I do and the first time someone mentioned the term borderline personality disorder to me, um, I kind of thought, what? No, how dare you? I'm just a bit depressed. What, what are you talking about? And then I looked up the symptoms and I kind of went, oh, <laughs> oh, so that's that's why I've ha had all these struggles that I've always had that, that you know, I... I that I haven't really understood and, and for, for people who don't know what it is it's um, I guess it's kind of similar you could compare it in a way to bipolar disorder um, it, it's categorized by in super intense emotions mood swings um, chronic fear of abandonment you believe that everyone's going to leave you and that everyone kind of hates you and you feel everything so intensely and um it which is a blessing and a curse actually um but anyway i kind of had a little bit of therapy and then decided that i am fixed and then i went off to live in disneyland paris and worked as a princess for a year and that was incredible but it turned out i was still running from it um and i ended up having to come home because i was too unwell and um then I was under the CMHT again, Community Mental Health Team, and there's lots of jargon. And um, I received lots of different therapies. I've been so fortunate to have such a great care team supporting me. And um, I was finally discharged in April of this year. And I can honestly say I've never been happier. And there were, I'm, I'll be quite honest, um, there were numerous occasions where I, I just, I gave up, completely gave up, and I did not want to be here anymore. And, um, it was it was pretty dark uh, I'll be honest um but and and there were people who kind of came with success stories of you know it can get better and I've been where you are and all I could think was that's I'm so glad that you've come in as far as you have in your way you are but that couldn't possibly happen for me it just couldn't there is no hope for me at all you um, feel like you're one of those people now that could go to other people and say oh that? Yeah. absolutely and it's it's so strange because I remember meeting these people and thinking that's really, I genuinely am so happy for you, but it couldn't possibly happen for me. Things are just too awful. Uh, there is no coming back from this. And here I am. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I guess where I'm at now, I'm very happy um, in my life with my business and everything. Um, I would say I do still struggle with the symptoms of borderline personality disorder, but they no longer, I have a control over it now that I didn't have before. I get to make the choice whether to give in to my impulses and the action urges that I have and whether to actually think about it and go, 
no, come on, let's let's use some of the skills that you've learned and let's think logically about this and try and approach this from a different angle. And, you know, I would say on the plus side, it, it means that where I feel emotions so much more intensely than, than most people. If you kind of imagine that a, no, a neurotypical person might have an emotional baseline their parameters of emotions might be really happy to really really sad someone with bpd their parameters will be like way off the charts and their their baseline will just do this which is challenging but it also means that i'm so passionate about what i do and especially having had the childhood that i had um i i have such treasured memories of a trip to disneyland with my uh, my sister rowena who passed away i was seven when she passed away and, and she was four she had a brain tumor um but i have the most treasured memories of a trip to disneyland paris where we both just got to be children for once in our lives and you know, I wasn't having to go along to hospital appointments. I wasn't being, you know, left behind. And she didn't have to be the sick child that everyone felt sorry for anymore. She was just a child and I was just a child. And I just feel so privileged to be in the position to be able to give that gift back to other families because not every child is going through like terminal illness. However, every child does have their own stresses and, and concerns and worries. and to be given the opportunity to just help lift those for just a moment for them. It just, I can't put into words how much it means to me. I just I want to make sure that everybody is hearing what you're saying in the way that this, the, to get a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder, to get a diagnosis after so long of, of suffering in effect, and then to come out the other side of that and think, and to be where you're talking about now with, I have some control, the inspiration in that, where some people will, will be stuck where you are, think that they want to have a business, don't know where to start and don't think that it's possible for them. To be living proof of that, Kate, is amazing. And you've done such an incredible job in, in being brave enough to talk about it, honestly, in the book and here. So thank you so much, because it does mean a lot. I, I'd never heard of it. So it's yeah. really good. Thank you so much, Trudy. That means so much to me. I, I, I am in a very fortunate position where I do feel able to talk about it, but there is still so much stigma around mental health, so much stigma. And, you know, I find a lot of it in, in my friends and my circles, a lot of it is actually self-inflicted stigma, you know, so and I, I'm guilty of it as well, where, you know, if a friend comes to me and says, describes a situation, I will say you need to, you know, give yourself a break. Everybody needs a day off, take a breath, whatever. And I'll give them the kindness and, and care that they that they deserve but as soon as it's me all of a sudden no I have to you know I, I'm better than that. I shouldn't give in to this I have to you know and so I think we all need to take a moment every once in a while to listen to the people around us that we trust and let them guide us sometimes not always yeah. but sometimes we have to listen when people we love are saying you need a break because it's hard it's hard especially as a business owner to mm. to take a break you know because it's your baby <laughs> what happened to you over lockdown you and your business because that's all in person so what what did you find in yourself oh gosh or for your business let me tell you that was such a challenge because um i launched imagine acts in january of 2020 <laughs> so just as we got going lockdown happened and i was kind of thinking well well that's it my that's it it's done um, and, uh, you know, I did have a, a little period of, of feeling a bit sad and sorry for myself. And then I thought, no, do you know what? Let's just let's just see what we can do. And I tried not to put too much pressure on myself because I kind of already given up with it. And so the pressure was gone, if that makes sense. 
So, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, because I kind of was thinking, we'll just see what happens. I, uh, I decided to start doing um, video calls for children. Um, because people were on a like a free slash pay what you feel basis, just because I wanted to be able to offer I, could, I was having enough of a struggle stuck at home with my partner let me tell you and so I can't even imagine what families must have been going through and I just felt like if there was anything I could do to help I would love to be able to do that and and so many families took us up on that offer and it was it was incredible um to get to build these relationships with people and then I kind of that really helped boost my confidence and it made me realize you know what maybe I can do this and I, I tell you what um I've I've always known that I've had the kind of the skills and, and everything to do the job that I do. The thing that's held me back from starting my own business for so long was the, the business owner stuff, running a business stuff. At lockdown, if that wasn't a crash course, a self-taught crash course in business ownership 101. <laughs> um, so I kind of had, had no choice but to get it all together and, and pull it out the bag. And Yeah, that's where this book's come from as well. And the things that you're talking about is the persistence, the tenacity, the resilience, yeah. all of those things that we had to find in the last 18 months and what you have done <laughs> through your life as well is um, it, it, it's proved over and over again of what we are capable of. So that's amazing. What is one lesson that you have learned being an entrepreneur that you would want other entrepreneurs to know? honestly it sounds a bit cheesy but just don't ever give up don't give up I I you know I've literally just said in the first lockdown I got to a point where I thought well that's it and I did give up but then it still it still came through I, and I think that no matter where you are no matter what's going on if you believe in something if you want to do it you can make it work and sometimes it's just about taking a step back and finding a new new avenue finding a new way to do things because I don't know I'm I I tend to get quite stuck in uh, if it can't be like this, then I can't do it because it's another BPD trait is black and white thinking. So if it can't be like this, it can't. I can't do it. So I think sometimes being able to take a step back and think, OK, I can't do it like that. How else could I do it? How can I make this work rather than coming up with reasons why something can't work, finding other ways to do it? Because yeah. it can work if you have that if you have that belief, if you have that passion for what you're doing you can make it happen anybody can trust me if i can do it <laughs> Love it. um what's your favorite piece of business software um so i have uh, discovered a piece of software it's quite specific um but it's called party pro manager and it's for um it's kind of quite specific for uh kind of party entertainment companies i guess it's like a booking software management um thing and um I, as well as having BPD, I also have ADHD, which makes everything quite chaotic, mm -hmm. um, as I'm sure you can imagine. And so it's an absolute lifesaver for me. I cannot put into words how incredible it is because it keeps everything all in one place for me. It keeps track of everything for me. It means that there's no, that I don't have multiple different Excel spreadsheets and Word documents and whatever else. Uh, it's all in the one place. Um, it's so, it's, it's so helpful. Uh, it makes the, the bookings system so easy my clients as well they just it's online straight away and they get a notification straight away when their request has come through um it just makes the whole process so smooth and easy it deals with payments and everything um the the um person who actually created the software um he is so supportive and friendly um he's always around to chuck messages to and yeah. it, 
yesterday I sent him a message and said, oh, I'm having an issue with this. Is it me or what can I do? And he said, oh, okay, um, here's how you fix it. He replied within five minutes and it's just, oh, lifesaver. That's the wonder of hearing about a piece of software like this because we, whatever business you've got, there is somebody building software to help you. Yes. To look for it. Exactly, because I would never, I was kind of, I, at first I was trying to use my website platform to do bookings and I couldn't quite find something that met my needs, my, my requirements. And then after a bit of research, I found that there was a specific piece of software for exactly what I do um and yeah it's yeah worth worth the look <laughs> hey this has been an absolute joy and and as I said getting your story out to people is it's going to be inspirational and I can't wait for people to read your chapter in the book um Shining You Crazy Daisy volume two and listen to this podcast and thank you so much for being involved You're so welcome thank you for having me Trudy thank you it's been an honor <laughs> thank you for listening If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co-working and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop, and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.